0: Shalom everybody and welcome to the Yishai Fleischer Show Broadcasting live from Judea to the world And you're a part of it wherever you are Shalom and welcome to Malka Fleischer Hello, Chodesh Tov Yeshai. That's right, today is Rosh Chodesh Adar And that means that it's Adar bays. Other Bet Right, which is Adar number two Adar two, Roman numeral two, okay Round
1: or whatever
0: Two number. Yeah, however you want to say it Do, okay And um, this is a chance Because as we said a month ago, the Lubavitcher Rebbe says that if you are happy for 60 days, you can be yes. batal bashishim. Yes. Okay, so, uh, so... I have
1: been doing a great job with that.
0: <laughs> no nerves whatsoever. Uh, you, can, you can really... Um, <laughs> been happy rid- this
1: whole entire time.
0: That's right. Uh, or I say now, if you've missed 30 days... Then you could you, be you could still, half bottle the sloshi, okay?
1: Yeah. Uh, you, can, you
0: can get rid of. Uh, I'm sure
1: it'll just be good anyway.
0: You got to be happy this month. This yeah, is this the is month a, of the year. This is joy. a big one.
1: It's, uh, it's tricky to be happy this month. We got a lot of action Jackson going on all over the world.
0: Yep. We got a lot of.
1: Ja- and it's kind of concerning and yep. it's
0: painful. There's some action to the Jackson right now. That's for sure. Uh, and. Uh, there's the whole Ukraine thing, okay. Like in the meantime, right. Last like, week, yeah. <laughs> remember,
1: I remember when we recorded last week, and we were like, "Boy, I wonder what it's going to be like to record next week." Right. Here we are next week. Well, there's analysis been, looking backwards.
0: I don't want to I don't want to go too deep into it, but uh, the uh, the Ukraine, the Russia Ukraine conflict uh, is is continuing. I think I think it actually may take a more violent. It's taking a more violent right. uh, step. It will con- take a more violent step. It, it's sad for me as a, as a Russian speaking person to see Slavic people, Russian speaking people at, at such um, you know, odds with one another. Um,
1: it is kind of interesting to note that they are Slavic people, meaning to say so often it's like the people who are having wars with each other are different.
0: Right. But these people are like the same. In some, in some way, it is a type of civil conflict. In type, in some way, it's a. Type it's of not world. exactly
1: like I wouldn't say Ukrainians or Russians or Russians or Ukrainians. They are a little different, but like I saw this video of a Russian soldier that had I don't know some like people found him or something. He he either like got lost or they captured him. No, and, the, and or, there's, been, or and there's he, been a lot um, of
0: uh, Russian soldiers who have. Uh,
1: yeah, I can't remember the word. Yeah, that's the word though, yeah, abdicated. The, 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 not abdicated uh, like. uh
0: in Hebrew he, they to, like uh, he ran
1: away i can't remember the word for it also right awol. now that's what i was gonna I say know. also i don't i can't think of uh, the word but he absconded with himself uh away from the conflict and these people like basically they like fed him this like ukrainian food i see him this like very unusual looking like ukrainian type sandwich and Ooh, like and like sandwich. they called his mom on the phone on their like they did like a video chat this is modern warfare for you they did a video chat with the mom and they're, the mom's name is Natasha and the boy he like he's eating like he hasn't eaten in days like you see him just like he can't stop eating and I think he's also very emotional and to see his mom and everything and they're like being so nice to this this Russian and I call him a boy because he looked to me like he was like 18 19 years old not yeah. old you yeah. know so he's like a boy and and they're like okay natasha I, I don't speak russian so i don't know exactly but it's basically like okay natasha well he's here you know we have him and he's okay and he's like half crying like eating and you see that it's like it's almost like a it's sort of like a kid got lost and like got found in a different neighborhood and and they like called his mom you know what i'm saying it's like it's all so close
0: well there's been a lot and of reports and they're all speaking
1: the same exact language and
0: right there's a lot of reports that that the, the russian soldiers are very young that right. they didn't know what they were exactly getting they into. They did not that know they, they were going to Ukraine. And, and the, that they're not comfortable with it and that the Ukrainian uh, people are being kind. Again, it's the same language, although it's important to know Ukrainians have another language, which is Ukrainian, which is a language that's not easily understood by Russians. I don't understand when they, when they speak Ukrainian, but I understand the Russian. Uh, but at the same time, um, there's going to be an escalation Right. Uh, Right. The war
1: part is still very much a war. Like
0: like the Russian war machine hasn't, did not fully engage from the get-go. It it it's clear that there was a a failure of intelligence. They didn't understand. They thought that they were coming in. They're going to be like half liberators. They thought that it was going to be, you know, they're going to everybody's going to be afraid of the Russian war machine and just kind of put down arms. They didn't expect this thing.
1: I mean, Um, I definitely remember that when the Russia came in, I was like, well, this this is going to last about a day and a half. Right.
0: But 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 the, it did not. But the other side of the Russian war machine, which hasn't been activated yet, which is the jets uh, and the long-range bombers, and God forbid, very very scarily, the word the nuclear word has been oh, bantied man. around. Can you believe that? And then and then there's a whole like other side of this war, which is also fascinating. Just this morning, I was reading a Forbes article where Russian billionaires six hundred and sixty-eight million dollar yacht was seized by german authorities Whoa. when it was in in a, in the shipping yard being refitted you know because after a little bit of time you want like nicer furniture in the <laughs> There, there's like uh, there was some there was some uh, I don't, there was some there was some phrase like they're like uh, there's like a hundred different couches within this vessel Whoa. it's manned by 98 people at, wow at, at it's like a, it's
1: like a cruise liner
0: yeah it's like a mini cruise liner yeah so um you know th- th- there's all that. Then there's the whole like Jewish aspect of it, like this guy Zelensky. Uh, you know, uh, is he this like great heroic Jew? On the one hand, you know, he's acting heroically. On the other hand, you know, I think that uh, at least at least the understandings and and I don't I don't I don't you know, and I think that I think another thing is let's all admit to ourselves that this is a long conflict. My mom, who feeds me a lot of information and understanding about these conflicts, said to me, that that pushkin the famous russian author had, wrote a long time ago that the slavs and their and their internal conflicts right. it's like this is a long conflict that has a lot to do with a lot of other things like
1: even this particular conflict like it's a really long conflict the ukraine russia thing right. but even this like limited military experience is part of like a bigger
0: Thing right. that's right, that's been that started already in 2014. I think you know, in 2014, they already yeah. started shooting. And like, so some guys that wrote to me, you know, some guy on Twitter, you know, Twitter is also another battlefront, right? Yeah, and some guy wrote to me, like, do you know how many people have been killed in donbass already? Uh, this, this region that's uh, you know, close to the Russian separatist region, mm-hmm. he's like 14,000. And I'm like, well, wait, when right over the last eight years, over the last eight years, but most of those are pro Russian separatists that were killed by Ukraine. By Ukraine. Right, so it's a, and the Russians are screaming their head off, being like nobody's talked about that. Anyway, there's a lot of economics, you know. There's a lot of you know oil and pipeline issues that 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 are at play here. And there's probably and don't yell at me saying I'm part of conspiracy theories, but I wouldn't be surprised if you know the uh, I read an article by Mark Stein who said there's so much American interest in this small country, Ukraine, including the Bidens and the Clintons and all these people. There's so much. The word Ukraine keeps popping up over there. It had popped up for a long time. In any case
1: then there is I heard something on the news that Ukraine is like has like major nuclear capabilities is that true? Had
0: had they gave it up oh, that they was gave one it up. Of, That's right. that was one of the uh, one of the great discussions that was happening in the 90s should Ukraine give up its its nuclear arsenal uh, its Soviet nuclear arsenal uh, and therefore be defended from a Russia right. or should they give it up and I mean I think we should probably thank our lucky stars that they did give it up because who knows where it would have ended up It's important to understand Ukraine is a hyper corrupt country okay very corrupt it's listed as number eight of corrupt countries in the world by some listing but like i was there i saw the corruption it's like it's like it's It's all paying under the table and the the whole thing is like that the whole thing right from top to bottom from top to bottom you know you'd you'd expect it at the top but it's the very bottom as well You, you know it's like you pay off the cops to not give you a worse ticket it's like it's like a it's like a whole thing like that so then there's the Jewish aspect of this whole thing, which I started saying, but it's like all these all these Jews. Like for example, just this morning you saw that um, that there's a orphanage, right? A Jewish orphanage, and there's a hundred orphans, and they're coming to Israel. And it's like, where from are there a hundred Jewish? Yeah, I couldn't orphans? believe that. Where are there all these orphans from? Jews? Jewish orphans. It's like. And that's another thing, which is which is the numbers are are wild. You hear like right. You can't just, you
1: can't really. It's not that you can't trust, but it's just like you can't trust. Yeah, you, you know can't what trust. I mean. It's like you you just have no idea. It's like the Russians will be like, there are eight hundred dead Russians, and the Ukrainians are like there are seven thousand dead Russians. You're just right. like, uh, right.
0: Or another example is, uh, but I was talking more about the how many Jews are in these places? Oh. How many Jews and how many Jewish people? How many actual Jews?
1: Right. And you've gotten to the place in history. We've gotten to a place in history now where it's like you people tend to wonder how it is that like Jews end up staying in these all these different like isolated locales.
0: Right. I was I was in Kiev and I and I did see Jews. I went to synagogue. I met Jews. Right. But it wasn't like strong. It wasn't like a big Jewish center on any on any level. It just seemed like a few kind right. of And there's no question
1: and, that there are Jews.
0: There's no yeah. question that there are Jews. They're Jews for sure, but, but like But then you're like are all these people Jews? Right. Are they actually Jews and do, and And then there's this now discussion about refugees, right? There's like refugees. And some people are like, bring even non-Jewish refugees to Israel. And I'm always like, here's me. And I know I am in the minority. I'm raising my hand. I know I'm in the minority. But I'm like, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Like, there are European countries all around there. Slavic countries like Poland, okay, and other countries. They could take in... The, you, the I know for a fact that there are tons of Ukrainians. I remember when I was in Poland on a totally separate trip that I found out Ukrainians there's there. tons. So of maybe Ukrainians they'll opt
1: there. to go there instead of. I think that there is a what group does, of, what does is, our of Jewish, Ukrainians. Yeah.
0: What does our Jewish, Middle Eastern country mm-hmm. have to do with it? What does it have to do with it? Nothing. And I just say we don't have to stick in our biz nose into business. Like for example, when uh, Naftali Bennett offered to mediate, I'm just like. Bro, 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 bro. You don't speak the language. You're not from there. Don't you? meet You don't need to mediate. Don't you? Like, well, I understand why
1: he did that. I don't think that that was so
0: crazy. I'm not saying crazy. The reason I'm just he did that is because in because
1: Israel is a country that has a relationship with both those countries. Okay. Okay. So that that makes that it's makes just that- one of many countries that has a relationship with those countries. And that's it.
0: I I just it's important to remember that Israel is also this like. We're we are we're Jewish and we have we have relationships and good and a lot of bad with both of these countries. Good right. you know, Russia sometimes lets us bomb the Syrian places and bad they empower our Iranian enemies and Ukraine like that's good, but we have deep history of anti Semitism and the and the Ukrainian ambassador to Israel gave a speech saying, Hey, we were really good to you during the Holocaust. Uh. He, he said he said, Do you know that the the third uh, um, the the country that's number three in the amount of uh, uh, righteous gentiles on the list of righteous gentiles is Ukraine. The in terms of amount, and the answer is yeah. But number one is Poland in the first place. And like, don't you Ukrainian? God bless you guys. And 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 I don't want to see one hair on your head hurt. But like, don't be selling to me now that like it comes because you guys we should support. You yeah, we've you been ungrateful this house. whole time. It's like do me a favor. You guys were Manning. The death camps. We know that we like. We know about the Ukrainian Holocaust. You know, uh, uh, we know about Lvov. We know about we know, we know about, about the, Yar. We know about Bobi We know about Chimelisky massacre. Come, come on. With respect, I say this like really, and I and I am not trying to kick you when you're down. God forbid. And you know there are Jews who say like, you see, it took time, and God, God, God is uh, you know uh, uh, taking his you know revenge on 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 what they did to us, that type of thing. I don't know and I don't want to say that and I'm not here to to Right. To, we're not we're not smart
1: enough. That uh, is way uh, above uh, our pay yeah, for talking I, about stuff like I that. And I don't
0: you know what I mean? And there are real people and there are real suffering. And then what I mean mo- it is
1: horrible. You know, I think to myself like I have like a doctor's appointment this morning and I plan on listening to like a podcast while I drive to my to my doctor's appointment. I'm right. just like, what are other people doing today? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like what are like they're walking are, in
0: the mud in frozen in the frozenville to to get to a, a Moldovian border, if they're
1: lucky, they're walking to a Moldovian right, border. Right, exactly. If they're lucky, that's and right. And so, like, that's I really, right. um, I definitely do think that it's our job as Jewish people. You talk about like getting our nose into business. I don't know if we're. I don't know if it's not our job to get into the world's business so much as that we're not necessarily qualified yet. Um, I think that we haven't um, solidified ourselves so well yeah yet that we're like capable of doing that stuff but even but even yes no whatever I think that what we definitely are qualified to do at all times is to be praying for the good of the world yeah and and you know but I just want to say like on the flip side of that Isha, you know you and I were like people who believe that when you do prayer that that's like an action that you're doing to affect to, to bring goodness to, to affect change right So there are other Jews who, like, aren't necessarily on that page, right? They're not going to be like, my way to help this situation is prayer. They're going to be like, my way to help this situation is to X, Y, or Z, to, like, do some practical step.
0: I totally understand what you're saying. However, there's an Arabic phrase, uh, an idiom that I heard from uh, Professor Mordechai Kedar, that he says this to Arabs a lot of times, when they talk about peace, so he says to them, there's an Arabic idiom, which is, you can't give what you don't have, Right. right? We're not exactly the country that can go out there and be right. like, listen, here's, here's how you have peace. Here's how you have security. Here's how you have a situation. We are right now under a massive attack. There is really an uptick in, in terrorist violence. There is within our own, in our own country, in the mixed Arab Jewish cities. Including Sirling, our capital city. Including our capital city. There are no go zones in our capital city. Okay? There is, there is horrific- There are places
1: where the police don't want to stop things. Malcolm,
0: I just want you to know, right here where we're sitting right now, just three, four kilometers down the line is El Arub. There's been every night there recently, huge violence. Right. On the road to Hebron. Huge, sure, sure. huge it's violence. It's everywhere. If you would, you Jerusalem. could spend
1: a lot of time boring people with lists of- uh, no, but people should uh, know. People should know. Yes. On the, on, I'm just on, saying it's we, it's You and it's I massive. saw a, a,
0: a young guy, a young family father. Yeah, we were
1: just walking in Jerusalem and we passed a car that, that its windshield was all smashed up.
0: Right. And we asked him, We asked to do what, what happened, happened
1: to you because it wasn't. It did not look like a car accident. No, it was. It was, it was, it was a rock throwing. Points. It was a rock yeah. throwing.
0: Yeah, and and we knew what it was, and, and he told us exactly where, on the Mount of Olives area, where we used to live, and so it's like windows are smashed. Okay, so it's like we we have, and not to mention, uh, you know, uh, Mahmoud Abbas coming out with statements saying like basically like Israel should be erased, um, and and the, the whole world is like fawning over Iran. Right, they're right right now. Which is, by the
1: way, like BFF with Russia, okay,
0: and with the U.S. and with China. Right,
1: it's really messed
0: up. Let's 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 I want to hear. Here's a conspiracy theory, just for fun, because I know you're having your coffee right now, or walking, or doing something. So here's just a conspiracy theory. There's this whole Ukraine Russia crisis. Meantime, the U.S., Russia, and China are totally in cahoots in Vienna, signing a deal to allow seven billion dollars to be unfrozen for the uh, Iranians, uh, and basically paving the way for a nuclear bomb.
1: Part B Ta-da! is the part
0: that I'm especially concerned about. It's with. the same. It's the same. It's, it's, it's allowing one of the most thuggish, repressive people shooting in the streets, shooting Super down protests. Super anti-democratic. Anti-democratic, anti-people, anti-Israel, anti-America. And, and if you go to Khomeini on Twitter, He's ripping America. Meantime, they si- I just saw it today. I was reading. He's he. By the way, he's on Twitter. Tr- Donald Trump not on Twitter. Not on Twitter. What H- a world. Khomeini star on Twitter. Okay, you. You. By the way, great Twitter account. He writes They write very well. Also, in many languages. Interesting. Many languages. He puts out in French and in wow. Farsi and in English and. In, a lot of stuff. So um, and 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 also, what a cool world is that you can hit the translate button right. and there it is. There, you, you know That's what pretty it's cool. Saying, yeah. I blew my mind, my, my mom's mind away when I put up a Google Lens oh. on a photo that I, an Arabic writing that I didn't know what it said, and it just was like
1: translated it for you. It just it just
0: appeared. Was she like screaming? She she was just like you know because it's really shocking when you first yeah, see yeah, it because yeah. it changes what you're looking at. Right. Any case, bottom line, Malka. Is that the world is in flux, I don't think Israel really has a lot of advice to give. I think that we should, as you said, stabilize our situation.
1: but I do want to say Ishai that one of the one of the main goals like one of the main values of Israel has always been to take in Jews in their time of need. That has always been one of the the fo- the foundational uh, concepts of Israel, and Israel. For now, like you you were just saying that people are talking about bringing in non-Jews, yes-Jews, all this stuff. So for now, apparently, the policy is going to be to only let in Jews. And not even just Jews, people who have family members in Israel. Right. Which, by the way, may not also be Jews. So meaning to say, like, I think there there may be people here who have non-Jewish family in Israel, and they themselves are non-Jews. But the point is that you have to prove that you have a family member who can, like, uh, vouch for you. And that's how they come into this. I just
0: wonder what's going to be with that landmass because there are so li- right there's so many people leaving right now. So many, so many "quote unquote" refugees. Some of them are refugees. Some of them are also, you know, that 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 Ukraine is actually a place with with the with one of the greatest rates of exodus in general. Right. People trying. Now to they're, leave they're that saying country. that there's
1: a million people trying to leave Ukraine. I think it depends. This has been an interesting moment. While I wouldn't say at all that it's worth it, Ukraine has um, kind of utilized this moment to try and really emphasize its push to get into Europe. Right to be officially recognized as a member of the EU um, and they there's different factions who want, who don't want and it could go through like it's definitely a would be the the fashionable thing to do right now to let Ukraine into the EU, even though the EU has been pushing against it um, and Russia for sure has been pushing against it and is literally pushing against it right now. Um, if R- Ukraine becomes part of EU, I can envision all those people coming right back because then they can live at home and be part of Europe.
0: But I don't think they want back. That's the thing. The thing is is that, is, that, is that there's another side to this whole thing, which is not like there's a big Ukrainian nationalism in the Twitter sphere. But on the ground, there's a lot of people who are like, I want opportunity somewhere else. I want to live in a non-corrupt, non-messed-up country. And if I can go live somewhere else, and now they'll, they'll let me in, I might just, I might just hop a ride right on that. We'll see. You know no, what we'll I mean? We, we, we shall see. It's, 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 a, it's a very complex thing and a very emotional thing. Um, and like I just just one last example on this I have a guy that I just started a relationship with which is an, a video editor of this organization that I started working with and he happens to be not only Ukrainian Jew but like with real family there and he has been he's just in such pain right now mm-hmm. and I'm just like I felt bad for him because you know to me I'm like I'm like a little bit I want you know I want to be a little bit cold about it I want to be like look there's a conflict, there's a million conflicts around the world. I'm just saying but but he made me feel like and I and I've other friends who like are cl- much closer to this thing. Most of my my own brother, his wife, his wife is Ukrainian, her mother is still there. And so you're right Manka that like it's not easy to to be aloof. There right. Are-
1: this and it's unlike us. Yeah. Also to uh, to not take like a strong position on something. Well, and I know that when the, so many when the Iranian
0: people, people were being shot in the streets. When yes, they were so we protesting. took a strong position. Against no, them. we didn't. You and uh, I you took and I. a strong position. But so was. Yeah. But the average no. person didn't give a damn about it. And there's tons of horrific global conflicts that nobody gives. A- right. I was just wondering why nobody
1: like made like a huge uproar over the siege on Yemen. Okay. Do you remember that, and like there were pictures yeah. of like children, like starving, old school yeah. starving, like little sweet little kids who were all s- skeletal. Yeah, and yeah. like I didn't see, you know what I mean? It's it is interesting that this is, has like become an infl- big inflamed issue, whereas other wars have not. And that and that puts a and question mark. Spring right? also, like the Arab Spring, it was big. And that one lasted a long time. But the Arab Spring, even when it began, it wasn't like there wasn't like marches in Berlin.
0: Right. Right. And that yeah, so so I just
1: don't understand that, I don't understand how one conflict will be like Cool. I don't know if the word is cool, but like so heartrending. Whereas one another conflict which is very similar, is not so
0: heart-rending. I don't think the word heart-rending is the right no, word. No, I mean I for would the say, consumer I would say, of news, right? Yeah. It's like for the for the average person. Right, so that, I'm saying that I wouldn't use the word heart-rending. I would use the word, why does the media or states pick certain conflicts to be like, well, this is very important to us. And other ones, they say, well, it's not important to us. It's certainly not about the people's plight. It's about somebody decides out there that this is the... Cool or important or for for other reasons becomes the the cause celeb.
1: Okay? Right. Well I have to tell you, Ishai that after two
0: years of certainly the-, the terrorism that we face here. Yeah. Right? And the jihad that we face here and the and the daily hate is FS zero cause celeb, right? The daily attacks and when when, when a Jewish per people attack or fight back against Arabs, that becomes a mini cause celeb. But when our daily plight of terrorism, that we face every single day here. And that we cannot walk in our land freely because we have these jihadi zones, jihadi no-go zones in our land. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about that. It's not even important to anybody. That in Jerusalem there are neighborhoods that are that are that are that are, that are, that are antithetical to the whole state of Israel. That that, that would love to see Israel erased. That co- cops could barely go in there, and certainly not a Jewish private citizen. It's like that's that's not the cause celeb of anybody. And that's that's what I mean. That's what I'm trying to say. Like sometimes it's like frustrating to me. I'm just like really. Really, really, like you're sending out all these teams out to uh, rescue the refugees of uh, of Ukraine. And what well, about? I'm not sure we need rescuing exactly. And what about sending a, a team to take care of you know that Jews cannot walk in this land.
1: Anyway, all right. Okay, it's not exactly the same. It's, it's not, not a one-for-one not, comparison at all. It's really not. But um, but the, I guess the point really is like, how is it that the media takes up the cause of something?
0: Right. Okay, Maka, we And after
1: to- two years, I just wanted to say that after two years of watching how the media covered COVID, Right. I just like, I can at least recognize, I don't know a lot of answers, but what I can recognize is that, is that there is like a big entity of the media- and it like makes decisions based on certain goals. That's right. And uh, I wonder what the goal is here.
0: I just want to add one last one last point, and then I really want to move on very quickly, which is that uh, my mom said something that's that's uh, that's important. She said that she thinks that God is very much back in the saddle. He's very much moving stuff along. I don't think he ever left the saddle. No, he never left left the saddle, but I mean to say, like sometimes according to my mom's thinking it's like yeah it's like it's like there's an activism right now and and it's almost like you know uh putin's mind was seized to to you know like a pharaonic type of thing to 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 make these moves i don't want you anybody to please please misunderstand i am not in any way justifying normalizing I, i really like like we pray for peace and, 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 uh, and, and we are against, you know. I
1: get no joy out of this. Yeah, this whole This thing, battle. Yeah.
0: I get no joy
1: out of it. I get no, some people like get this like kind of adrenaline rush. We talked about adrenaline junkies last week. I guess like so. I don't get, I have no adrenaline Tough. rush out of this thing. I'm not happy. I, I'm, I feel very sorry for all the crime cron- people who I know are devastated by But there by is one losses. thing to
0: learn from this whole thing. There is one thing to learn, which is the one thing you can learn from the Ukrainian thing mm-hmm. is that... People take up arms to defend their land. You know what I mean. Right. People, That's people, normal. and 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 there's a there's a hefty nationalism and 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 a love of, of your land and your love of your freedom and your flag and not wanting to be controlled by others. And I am sometimes jealous. I gave a talk this week to a fabulous group, and so did you, uh, to the Hartman Institute. Wonderful, eighty kids, smart quarter Israeli, the rest were like American, and they were smart and with it and asked questions. And they came from the center liberal left world uh, mostly. And and I spoke to them like I always spoke to them and I laid out my three pillars. You know, my three pillars are that, you know, that 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 Israel is a country based on history and the Bible. And the archaeology that bases that and the international law that recognizes it, So that's one wing, that's one pillar. And the second pillar is that Israel is a nation state, and I go out to explain what a nation state is what other nation states are like in this region of nation states. And the third explanation which I give, the third pillar is that Israel's got to be a Middle East country, it's got to be like the region around here and not different. That's one that's, by the way, very hard for liberal folks to to swallow. And, and that we have to, in some ways, accept that there are rules of the Middle East and, and act like the Middle East. And they And they threw out tons and tons and tons of questions for me, and at the end of this session, which was a relatively common session for me, it wasn't there was no questions that I wasn't able to handle, and there was no I realized, I had a big realization there's a missing fourth pillar in my talk, and the missing fourth pillar is that we have to remember the love of our own people for our own story. we've got to remember the Jewish slash nationalistic love of defending our peoplehood, our peoplehood's plight, loving our people's development, loving our land, loving every inch of our land, loving every inch of our, land, inch of our history and remembering it, not being too quick to forgive, re- remembering the, the pain that we had, believing that, that not, not one hair on one head of our people. It's a loyalty. A loyalty that's called Cosa Nostra, if you'd like, you know, uh, you know, uh, our th- our thing, our family thing. I'm sure Eric is going to write to me, explain la to La Familia. Me. La Familia. Right. No, absolutely. Right. Like La Familia, like that kind of thing. Like like a feeling of oh. shelanu, mi shalanu, ana- and there are people. There's another word, anash.
1: There are people who want Shlomenu. to break that. Right. There are people who work on breaking that and they tell you that you should feel some kind of a shame for feeling loyalty, that, that somehow you're not being part of truth, you're being part of loyalty. Or that, that if you false. are loyal,
0: you are, that the, the, you missed the big word, that you're right, you're totally right, right? There's a, people that say that, that, that that's, that's some kind of limited, there's right, another that, word. That,
1: yeah, that you're, like a, that you're a small thinker and that in order right. to be a big thinker, then you have to stretch outside your family and your family's who you choose and your family isn't just your family, your family is, could be anyone and you can say that your mom isn't your family but your best friend is your family because your family's who you love.
0: But there's one more attack from the outside against the La Familia nationalism of Israel specifically, which is supremacism. Right. Supremacism. You're a supremacist. Nobody's out there saying they're Ukrainian supremacists, right? That's true. Nobody's out there saying that. They're not like, oh my gosh, Ukrainian, you want to be, you're a supremacist because you want a Ukrainian country with Ukrainian people living there. That is so true. Right? And here, the minute you say like, wait a minute, we're, you know- we're, We're
1: Ukrainian. We want to be Ukrainian. What's wrong with that? Everyone's right. like, that is beautiful.
0: Right. And if you want to say, I, I'm Israeli. I want to be Israeli. I want to be a Jew in the, in the Jewish state. That's a Yeah, you're a racist, racist and you're
1: a supremacist and, you're, a, and you're, like, you're an apartheidist. And you're like, what the
0: heck? You know what I mean? And, and That's and, because
1: all that stuff is just anti-Semitism.
0: No, but- That's because that's what that is. Honey, honey, that's from the outside. Yes. But from the inside, my point in, in this whole spiel is the kids- they're not strong. Right. They, don't have an, they don't feel
1: part of the Jewish nation.
0: They don't feel part of its history. They ask questions that you could tell that like, what's missing there is a big, a lacking dose of the love for our people, our story, our issues. It's, it's, it's And I'm going to incorporate now that from, from now on in our talk. So it's not just anti-Semitism. It's a lack of Semitism, philosemitism within the Semites. Right. And that's, that's, a, that's a problem. That is a. That's major.
1: That's major. That's hard. That's hard to fix.
0: And if we could take anything from these nationalistic conflicts out there, if we could take anything from Ukraine, if we could take anything, is like the love of your land, the love of your country. Right, it's natural and healthy
1: to love your people and to love your land. Right,
0: and it's not. It's not supremacism. Don't be afraid of all those people who just use that as as a as a as a club against you. It's a cudgel against you. Don't don't be afraid of that. It's okay to love your country and it's okay to love your people. And it's okay to be like, you know what I'm about? I'm about developing the Jewish state. Because you speak to liberal kids and it is an hour's worth of questions about Palestine. Palestine this and Palestine this. What about the Arabs this? What about the Arabs that? And they never say to you, you know, how how, we, how are we doing in Jewish education? How are we cleaning up our land and making sure that it's, that it's beautiful and that the water tables are clean underneath?
1: They, they, you know, as parents, you know, when you go to like, parenting websites and stuff and you're like they talk about like things that you need to you know the different issues that you have with your kids and you want to raise your kids and and they're having some kind of problem so so often the the thing that they'll the first piece of advice that they'll tell you is lead by example right dot not do as i say do as i do right so if we were a better example inside and Israel's a very good country. Like sometimes, you know, lately we've be, we've become critical, and it's okay to be critical because there are changes that need to happen. But at the same time, we we obviously recognize that there's a lot that's working here, and there's a there's a decent foundation from which to build. And thank God for the Jewish state every single day. But uh, but we have some major issues, and they've they've been shined a light on in the last few years and uh zero. like it's time to do it it's time to fix them and if we don't fix them then we can't be going out to the world telling other people that we're like a big example of x when we haven't figured out x
0: maca fleischer uh it's time to let you go so you get on your merry day i know you got a you got a big uh trip right now so i want to wish you atzlacha thank you and god's blessing and a chodesh tov chodesh yes, adar. only
1: good news for everybody really this is a month of happiness that's right um, and I know that some people are not feeling very happy, and I really want to bless you. You know that, who died that on Hashem Purim? will will help you to be happy and to give you reasons to be happy, and to also help you to figure out where your happiness is.
0: You know who died on Purim? Stalin. Stalin. Just saying. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, God bless you, folks, out there. Maka, uh, thanks so much for being with me. I'll be uh, back right after this uh, with some table Torah uh, for you to take uh, uh, into into this uh, into this new month and this beautiful Shabbat and keep up the great strength, Malka and thank you so much for being with us Shabbat Shalom lots of love and Shabbat Shalom and blessings from the land of the blessings we'll be right back
1: don't worry the Ishai Fleischer show will be
0: right back so stay tuned alright folks we're back here on the Ishai Fleischer show before we go any further I do want to thank the folks that make the show possible uh, and that is Ben Bresky, Tabitha, Moshe Herman, uh, Yocheved, and Lou, who get the show out to the world. God bless you folks. Thank you so much for all that you do to make the show possible. And I want to uh, also thank our sponsors, uh, Prohibition Pickle. You you listen to the show, you know. We love Prohibition Pickle. And this Shabbat, I am really hoping for some good salami, good vodka. And they make, of course, herring and stuff. I happen to be an outlier and I don't like herring. And I know you say, well, you're, you got Russian background. You know, yeah. And by the way, I just want to say, like just to be cool like that, uh, I also have Ukrainian background in the sense that my, my family, part of my family comes from Poland and another part comes from actually Odessa, right? So there you go. And that's in the news again now. Um, in any case, uh, that's Prohibition Pickle. They make the great stuff, uh, including herring. Uh, check them out on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, our good folks at the Hebron Fund, hebronfund.org. They make this place, uh, Hebron, strong. They make the forefathers and mothers continue to have nachas from their children because people can visit. Uh, and, uh, be- and the place is beautified. Uh, and right now we have many beautiful projects. to to, to uh, We're building the new Hiskia Quarter. And I forgot to tell you that I saw this week with my own eyes a new neighborhood in Hebron being built, and I saw cement being poured into the earth of Hebron and a new Jewish community, a new Jewish neighborhood opening up, and I was like, it is happening. That is just amazing. It's really happening in our time. So I I got very, very excited about that. I got really excited about that. So that's the Rova Chizkiya. It's the Jewish community of Hebron. That's HebronFund.org. I just had a vision in my head of maybe me living in this new neighborhood as I was talking, and that may have accounted for my like my brain hiccup there for a second because I was just like, "Wow, maybe I'll live there." Who knows? Who knows? Hashem, who knows? Hashem, please take us to live in the right places, to be in the right places, meet the right people, open the right doors before us. Thank you, Hashem. Um, okay, and so that's HebronFund.org. Uh, and, of course, you could uh, go to com and help us with our projects, including in Chevron, because uh, there's some projects that not everybody can do for various political and legal reasons, but we can. We can. The Yishai Fleischer Projects and Kuma, we do amazing stuff uh, to beautify the land of Israel and to strengthen it. You could be part of that. Another way to be part of it is to support the show by going to buying me a coffee. That's right. Buying me a coffee. It's really easy. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Yishai. And people are doing it, including my friend Krista and others. And just people make it just, it's just fun to see somebody buy you a cup of coffee. It makes you feel like your efforts on this Thursday morning in windy, cold Judea, where I have a zillion trillion other things to do right now and pressure's coming down on my head like a hammer. And I'm like, no, I got to put out the program today and then when somebody sends me a cup of coffee, I'm like, "That is cool because I make an effort for you. A small effort back means a lot. Feels amazing. Thank you, friends, and thank you, Hashem." Now, let's get to the last segment of our show, and that is, uh, I wanted to have guests on, but it's just been such a runaround week again, second week in a row of just total runaround, round, runaround nation, round around. <laughs> what was that? Run, run, run around run around you in Judea. So that's what I'm, I'm up to here. Uh, um, so, but before we do uh, uh, let you go, let's talk a little table Torah, something to think about. First, let's just go through the, the Torah portions. The, the portion is pekudeh. Let's go through the mini portions, the aliyot. Uh, the first aliyot gives an exact accounting uh, of the amounts of gold, silver, and copper donated for the construction of the tabernacle, as well as the vessels and building materials constructed with these supplies so the stuff this is the Torah portion of the stuff this is the Torah portion of um um what what happened in the last Torah portion was what is asked of us to do and then this is the Torah portion of and it got done it's like this was the this was the put in request and here's what came out and you think like why doesn't the Torah just say and it happened it could have just been like, this is what a God said to you to do, and they did it. And instead it's like, and they did this thing, this thing, this thing, and it all goes through um, the, the the vessels and the vestments. What, what for? You know what? It's for satisfaction. That's right. You know when you're like, I got to do the dishes, and then you're like, I did the dishes? You know when you're like, I got to exercise, and then you're like, I did the exercise? You know when you're like, I have a task, and then you checked off the task, That's what the Torah is saying. It's like, I said, do this thing, and they went, and they did it. It's not enough to be like, and we did it. It's like, and this is what we did, and we're proud of it. Because when God says to us to do something and we do it, we go, boom, I did it. I did that thing. And that's exactly all those amazing thoughts that you've had about what to do for God. Be like, boom, I did it for God. I did that thing. Okay? Uh, I wanted to uh, apply for Aliyah. Boom, I did it. I wanted to uh, buy a pair of tits, Boom, I did it. You know, I wanted to buy the Israel Bible, and I went to theisraelbible.com, and, and I gave a coupon code Yishai, and got 10% off from the Israel Bible. Boom, I did it. I, I wanted to, to spend 15 minutes with my kid, giving them eyeball-to-eyeball attention. Boom, I did it. And you say that to yourself, be like, I did that. Last night, last night, my kids, I had a million things to do, and, and, and the, the, the phone was pinging and ringing, and, and people were writing to me, you got to do this, got to do that, and my kids were like, Abba, you haven't, you haven't made a, a, a barbecue for us in a, like a long time, and my daughter's like, I need help with my homework, I need help to make a speech, and my son Elisar was like, can we please play a, a game of ping pong? We convert our dining room table to a ping pong table. So you know what I did? I had a million things to do, and I made a little barbecue with hot dogs right on our our porch here. I played ping pong with Elazar two games, and he's getting good, real good, okay? We love ping pong. We really do love ping pong. It's just awesome. And then thirdly, I sat with Leia on this very couch, and we hammered out a Dvar Torah with some humor for her for today, and we wrote it, I wrote it, Right? Just like a good parent, I did my, her, her homework for her and I wrote it out and, and I did it. And you know what I did afterwards? I said to Malka, look at me. I just did these three things. I did them. I did them and I'm telling you about them because I want it to be said that I did it. Because I want to hear my voice say, you did it. And in that way, I'm going to check off and feel that satisfaction that I did it. And that's what the Torah portion is saying to you. It's like, get out there and do it. God says, do it. So do it and then be proud of the fact that you did it. You did it for God. You did that thing. And we are action-oriented people, and we're proud of that action. We're proud when things move forward. There's nothing, nothing more awesome in this world. Not a holy thought and a holy moment, but you're like, get that thing done, right? And that's that's what we are. We, we get holiness done around here. Fine. So that's Aliyah number uh, one. Aliyah number two, the high priest's ephod a reversed apron, which covers the back, right? It's, so it's, it's over the behind area, and it's precious stone-studded Shoulder straps that come over the, sh- the shoulders are made, right? It's got the names of Israel on it. The high priest's choshen mishpat, the breastplate of judgment, is assembled. It contains four rows of precious stones, each row containing three stones, right? So it's four across, three down. Artisans engraved the names of the 12 tribes upon these 12 stones. The choshen mishpat was then secured by straps, which connected it to the ephod. okay? <laughs> so you have here the the, you know, the Holy Simon, right? The do-do-do-do-do, this is the thing that gives you the information from God. It's now going to be on the walking, talking high priest. Fine, the third aliyah. The rest of the priestly garments are completed. The high priest's meil, the blue robe, adorned with golden bells and cloth pomegranates at the bottom. And remember, I remember what I told you about the golden bells and the cloth pomegranates, golden bells, ding, 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 I'm golden, I'm Jewish, I'm doing great things, look at me. Cloth pomegranates, pomegranate is inside, right? It's like you don't really see the beauty of what I'm really about. That's my hidden side. That's, I'm very proud of that chidush. If you like that chidush, please ping me, write me an email, yishayifleysha.com, because I came up with that idea. I, I, I Nobody told it to me. I'm sure it's somewhere. But this, this um, a juxtaposition between the golden loud bell and the inner pomegranate. okay. The tzitz is also made, that's the golden band worn on the forehead, which was engraved with the, wor- engraved with the words, holy to God. Kodesh, Kodesh lehashem, le the God's four-letter name. And the four garments worn by the, both the high priest and the irregular priests, the tunics, the turbans, the sashes, and the pants. With this, the construction of the tabernacle and all of its vessels and accoutrements were finished. Okay? The tzitz is very amazing. It's like It's like the seats this headband this golden headband is like it's like how how should i say it's like like imagine if god came down and wanted to mark things and he wanted to like put a you know you know what it is it's 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 the fixing of the mark of cain right the the of Cain. it's like instead of like you're a murderer you're a holy one and yeah i protected that murderer because you know that was the humanity but you're the holy one i mark you i mark you and everybody should do a little bit of imagining, uh, a little meditation, that they have, at, have got that golden band on their head, and they could say to themselves, Kodesh Lashem, that's what I'm doing in life. See, I got it on my forehead, on my big fat forehead of, you know, and the forehead is sometimes something that's like azut metzach, right? It's like, I am, I, am, I am stubborn. I got a stubborn forehead. No, my forehead is dedicated to Hashem. It's written on your forehead. You remember when Beavis and Butthead, they had it, Kyler, right? He's like, there was a guy and, and he had the, the name Killer on his forehead. And they're like, I don't remember exactly, but it was like, what's going on, Kyler, right? No, you're not Kyler. You're not a killer. You're a Kadosh Hashem. And not just a high priest, but every single one of us. Fourth Aliyah, the craftsmen the craftsmen craftspeople brought their finished products to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe saw that all the work had been done exactly to God's specifications and he blessed the workers. Wow, right? Again, it's like present, present arms, present your stuff. Yes, that's what we do by the way on Yom Kippur and coming up on Purim, we present. And Yom Kippur, we present you know our, our piety, our effort to cleanse ourselves. On Purim, we present our Our like unadulterated self, our un, you know, it's, we're drunk and we're, and we're, we're eating, but it's like, it's like we give gifts and we're loving. It's like our, our simple true selves we present to Hashem. That's what's happening uh, when, when Moses sees these workers come to him, they show him that they did God's work and he blesses them. Fifthly, God instructs Moshe Rabbeinu to erect the tabernacle on the first of Nisan. And this Moses is going to do himself. God also instructs Moses to place all of the tabernacles' vessels in their proper places and to appoint all the items with the anointing oil, thus sanctifying them. So there's going to be the stuff is in its place, it's getting rubbed down with the, with the sanctification oil. Moses is to direct the, and is, is also directed to dress Aaron and his sons in the priestly garment and to anoint them too so so what do we have here we have the uh we're you know remember those old wind-up engines it's like it's like start it up start it up and Moshe ben the starter engine and then this thing is going to go on for perpetuity just this morning in synagogue the priests bless me in 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 the holy blessings uh of the priests and i was thinking and concentrating by the way have you ever thought about the fact that the police priestly blessing is called the triangular priestly blessings there's 180 degrees in a triangle. 180 degrees is like 18, right? It's like 180 is like 18. 18 is chai. It means life. And the priestly blessings, what they're giving you is a blessing of life, of feeling the ultimate life, which is God, in your life, right? That's the ultimate gift, is to feel and see God in your life, to be close with your life, to the, to the essential life of God. And that Moshe Rabbeinu starts that process of that priestly blessing by start winding them up and having them go on for perpetuity. The sixth aliyah. This aliyah describes Moses' fulfillment of the above mentioned directives. Again, on his level, he's told what to do, and he gets it done. Moshe Rabbeinu, we see him. We see him not just be a pious, spiritual guy in, the, in, in, in some, you know, in some remote ashram. Some remote ashram. No, he's getting it done. Finally, seventh aliyah. Moses completed the proper placement of the tabernacle vessels. When Moses finishes this task. A cloud of glory and the divine presence filled the tabernacle. So, and at this point, Moses cannot get into the tabernacle. He cannot walk in because the cloud is filled. that it's a, shall we say, a thick cloud, right? It's a cloud of like, you don't want to enter this thing. The cloud also serves the Jews as a guide throughout their desert sojourns. When the cloud lifted, the people would travel following the cloud until it would rest. And then they would set up camp until the cloud would lift again, and at night they would see fire, the Torah says. So God was always with them. They saw the cloud of God's presence uh, at daytime, and at nighttime they saw fire. Folks, what else can we pray for in terms of guidance that God shows us his cloud, where he wants us to be, and he shows us his fire at nighttime, that he's with us in the darkness and gives us heat and and light uh, in the darkness. That's the ultimate prayer. Now, the Torah portion is the last one of the book of Shemot, the book of Exodus, And it ends with God's presence in the tabernacle. Sometimes I kid around, and call it a tabernacle. It's just a joke, but I say it sometimes. I go, okay, the tabernacle. But the bottom line is that God's presence is in the tabernacle. Now, the Ramban says that that's why this book is called the book of redemption. Not because the Jews are redeemed out of Egypt, because at the end of it, God's presence rests among them. That's redemption. Redemption is when you see God in your life, in your presence, in your land, in your home, in your kitchen, and not in your bathroom, but right outside your bathroom, okay? And and that is why this book is called that, because if you think about it, what's the ultimate redemption? The Jewish people were in a state, were in a very low state, right? Uh what was the state of affairs that they were in they were sta- in the uh, state of affairs of exile of slavery of of uh, idol worship and a very low uh uh a uh, uh, very low spirituality and very low self identification and they come out they come out in an outstretched arm of God they they see the splitting of the red sea become a nation they come to Sinai receive the torah the torah is a direct is a set of directives about how to bring God into your life and the torah ends this torah portion ends and actually the book of exodus ends with and God's presence was amongst them as he promised it would be and it indeed entered their tabernacle. That is an amazing thing. And that's why the Ramban says this is actually called the Book of Redemption because it is the ultimate redemption, which is from a place of distance from God, God is amongst you. That's the ultimate tshuva. That's the ultimate, um, that's the ultimate will of, the, of, of, that's the ultimate purpose of the Jewish people in this world is to help create a space for God in this world. And that will be, of course, that will be the light onto the nations when God is amongst us. Not when we come up with all kinds of stuff, although that's also part of it. That's also part of it, because God channels His wisdom through the Jewish people uh, and, and through others, but that, that is a channel, that is a channel that God has made for himself the Jewish people. The ultimate channel is when the world will see God's presence in Jerusalem, it will be a light onto the world. Folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer Show. lots of love and lots of blessings. would love to hear from you. Really, uh, I, I love it when you write to me. Uh, and uh, my email address is isha, Ishai and I want to mention that I got an email from somebody who somehow his email got to my uh, spam box. Uh, so he writes, uh, this is uh, Jeff Lapidez. He writes, 7 uh, laws.com. I think I may have re- re- read this email before. He, re- he writes, I like your podcast again today. Thank you. And he recommends people check out his website, 7 laws.com. 7 And so I just wanted to repeat that I, that I got your email, Jeff, and thank you so much. And I just wanted to read you an email from uh, Genevieve, Genevieve, how's that properly pronounced? Uh, Je, let's call her Jen for now, okay? Is that, is that cool, Jen? Uh, she says, Shalom Yishain and Malka, I enjoy listening to your podcast on a weekly basis. I was grateful that you read a letter a few weeks back from Rachel. She shared good perspectives and helped us to use common sense uh, that God has instilled in us. Uh, and she says, I get a, I gleaned a great amount of encouragement from hearing your commentary, answers and responses to her considerations. And she says that the interview with Avi Ebola also emblazoned my devotion to God because it resonated so deeply that we are to fear God and trust him and use, again, common sense he gave us. Uh, thank you for helping being faithful messengers, faithful disciples, and letting your sparks connect with people like me all over the world, both you and people who are coming to support God's plan of restoration side by side. What a beautiful phrase. Right, So who are we? We are Jews and people who are coming to support God's plan of restoration side by side. Bang! I'm honored to listen to you and I pray for this eternal work you are involved in to prosper before us now for generations to come. Shalom, Shalom, Genevieve or Jen, I think I'm going to call her for now. In any case, God bless you folks wherever you are. I know you're strong out there and I know you need the love and I know you get the, you know, the energy raised from Israel and we feel them when you send them back to us. Let's keep up that good energy. Let's enjoy that Adar spirit, that reborn new month of Adar, which is the month of joy, the month of victory. Oh, and next week we're going to start talking about the Megillah, Megillat Esther. We'll, we'll get right into it and we'll start preparing for, of course, that great and awesome holiday of Purim. In some ways, the final, the final holiday of the year uh, and, uh, and maybe uh, with hints of the final redemption. God bless you, folks. More great stuff is on the way. Stay tuned, stay strong, stay connected. God is broadcasting 24-7. All we have to do is tune in. Lots of love and blessings from the land of blessings, and shalom.
1: Ishai needs coffee and vodka. Please help support the show by buying Ishai coffee at buymecoffee.com forward slash Ishai. Thank you, and L'chaim.
0: Shalom, everybody. This is Jeremy Gimpel from the Land of Israel Network, but also from the Land of Israel Fellowship. We have members from 31 countries joining us every week, Sunday, live at 6 p.m. For those that can't make it live, they get a direct recording. Just go to thelandofisrael.com slash fellowship. We're growing together. We're learning together. We're celebrating together. The gates are open for all who want to come and join